to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this week on MILFs Making Money we are talking about all the things that happened in my week. Screaming Kids and let's just say there was a lot of Screaming Kids this week. We are also going to be talking vision boards. What is a vision board? Have you got your vision board up and running We also have special guest, Dee Siren. She's going to be talking about mental health and staying well-balanced. Because let's be honest, your wellness is important. You need it to keep yourself right there. Keep going. Dee is an expert in intimacy and sex wellness. And Dee is also known as the Love Siren. So we'll get around to that in part three of the show. So make sure that you stick around to join us. Put the kettle on, grab yourself a cuppa, or maybe it's coffee that's your thing, and let's go. So do you work from home? Are you a mum? (laughs) Any shape or form, a motherly person? You know, let's be honest, it's not easy to work from home. You are going to know all about screaming kids, misbehaving kids, kids that will not do exactly what they are told. My little boy, Ozzy, three years old, just something simple. Sit at the table, eat your food. He doesn't want to eat his food. It ends up being a big argument. <laughs> like, just eat your food. Ooh, let's do the airplane. Let's get this going. Don't you want this? Isn't this nice? I'm just like, oh, it's so hard. And then someone comes in, someone else comes in the room and goes, Ozzy, eat your food. Picks up the spoon and puts it in the mouth. Isn't that just such the way? Okay, they don't listen to you, but as soon as someone else asks them, they listen to them. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, (laughs) we've all had experience with that, the kid that just doesn't listen. But you know, I have to say, when my toddler is up, he's awake, you know, he's up and running. Now, I might have some things going on. I'm making the breakfast. Sometimes I might be listening to my iPhone I've got something going on on there and you've got a toddler and he's up now I have to admit I am a loud talker so when I'm up I reckon that everybody else should be up in the house it's really a given I am a loud talker I can't help it I'm a loud cupboard opener I'm a loud foot person 
My mum used to call me baby elephant when I was a kid. I'd be walking around upstairs, boom, 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 boom. Now, I'm not exactly baby elephant size. <laughs> Definitely, you can't, you cannot compare my weight to a baby elephant. I don't think so. But I sounded like a baby elephant. So loud, so bumping around. Well, let's be honest. If you're in my house and I'm up, everybody's up. I think I don't care who else is in the house. Well, actually I do, but I can't help myself. It's, it's, come on, everyone get up. Everyone's time to wake up. <laughs> and then you add a child into the mix. Or maybe you've got the cat or the dog. The dog's not too bad, actually, because she gets a little bit carrying on and she wants a, a T-R-E-A-T. I can't say that because she's listening right now. And if I say what it is, she'll be over. You'll hear the claws on the floor. We don't want that happening. So she normally in bashes the door to go in and out, you know, when you're trying to do your work. We've got the cat. She just does her own thing. Me and the cat, well, you know, she's here. She lives here, but she don't really come to me. The dog absolutely loves me. Millie, the dog. She'll come sniffing me, licking me, jumping all over me. But that time when you want to work and she wants to go in and out the door... But I have to say, I am getting the toddler, Ozzy, learning to open the door. But he'll only do it when he wants. I say, Ozzy, let Millie out. She needs to go to the toilet. But if he's playing with something, he'll completely ignore you. And then I'm like sitting down in the middle of something. I'm one of those people, if I'm in the middle of writing a sentence and I really have to stop halfway because I can't concentrate because the dog's kicking off, the toddler's screaming dead loud at the top of my voice. I want, I want, I want. I have to stop and put everything down. I'm like, oh, walk over and let the dog on. The toddler, mummy, mummy, mummy. I want, I want. The iPad, I want this, I want that. They can't get it themselves. It might be too high up. You stop, you give it to them. You sit back down, you're back on your computer again. And you're like, where was I? Takes me quite a few seconds to get back and refocus. Sit back down, refocus. Okay, I'm ready to start. Have a quick breathe. Ready to start again. Bash, bash, bash. The dog's outside. Oh, Get up. Oh my God, this dog, she wants to come in again. I go over to the door. This is in my mind. I'm, it's, I, I just can't get anything done. Can you imagine? Oh yes, oh yes. Of course you can imagine because that can happen to all of us. Just distractions in totally different ways. Mine is the family, the dog, the toddler, but I'm sure there's other distractions that you have to deal with. You have to get up. You have to do it. You have to deal with it. You have to sit back down and then you have to kind of carry on. There's so much BS that's going on. And all you want to talk about is your work. All you want to think about is your work that you're supposed to be doing. You're in the middle of something. How can you stop doing what you're doing? Oh God, they won't give you a break. It's like, please help me. How are you going to juggle? Sometimes you just want to scream. <laughs> oh, please help me. And then it's like the quietness comes. And you're like, thank you. Thank you. I needed some of that quiet. But there is. It's like, where do you go when you need a break? What do you do? Oh, I go to the bathroom. I've actually been in the bathroom and I've got the toddler on the door bashing on the door mommy 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 I said I need to sit on the toilet in peace mommy 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 
I need to sit on the toilet in peace. I need a break. Oh my God. Just can't help yourself. I, I feel for me that I deal with it by kind of talking loudly and trying to keep focusing on what I'm doing while I'm telling you I need to focus on what I'm doing and can you stop talking. But there are different ways that people deal with it. You know, some people could be going into themselves. Some people could be finding that it's, you're starting to feel really down. You're feeling isolated. There's no one that you can talk to. There's no one there for you. There's no one else that feels the same way as you do. Well, there is. There is always someone that feels the way that you do. And there is always someone there that will listen to you, that can help you. There are. Please don't feel alone. If you are having a lot of problems dealing with those other distractions, mainly like me, kids screaming, misbehaving at home, I can totally, totally empathize with you. But when you feel it's all getting too much, what are you going to do? I have to tell you about the primal scream line. I saw it. I'm always looking online, you know, I'm always flicking on Twitter, Instagram, But Twitter, I I have to say, I get my news from Twitter because everywhere else is just, I don't really go on too many other places. And I look at the main things on Twitter. And this week I saw about screaming mums and I thought, oh yeah, that's me. That's definitely me. But there are women that literally just want to scream and they can't scream when they want to. So they can refocus it. The primal scream line, I'm going to give you the number in case any of you, it's true. This is really true. 212-556-3800. So it's American number, plus one in front, plus one, 212-556-3800. I'm quoting from the New York Times website. Are you a parent who's tired as hell? Yes, yes, that's me. That really is me. Click the number to scream after the beep, mouth wide, scream where the floor is yours, to laugh, cry or vent for a solid minute. So you get a whole minute of this. No judgment, so you can say whatever the hell you like. <laughs> you can say so many profanities, the things that you have to keep inside. You can call this line anonymously or tell us your name and how to contact you. They do say they don't publish your information without your consent, but they may publish an exit of your audio. Oh God, don't say your name on it. <laughs> I have to say, who's going to recognize a scream of mum? It's like, <laughs> Please, please, mums, parents. This can include dads as well. You know, the primal scream line, there are dads, parents. There are people that are looking after children. You might not be their parents. You might be their guardian, their grandparent, their other relative. There's someone that is just looking after them right now. You don't have to be related, but it's getting too much to you. Get yourself on that primal scream line it is for any kind of person with parental responsibility just get it all out there oh that will help wind us down I'm glad that we can refocus I'm glad I've got that out it's like I just want to oh god I hope that didn't hit your ears too much did that hit your ears I'm sorry (laughs) count and breathe Sometimes you do. You just want to get that scream out.
This is Tanya Tate and you are listening to MILF's Making Money, where I share with you all the things that I get up to, the things that I do as a mum, as a MILF, working from home to make my cash, to build my bank, to build up that loot. And I hope you can join me on that fantastic financial successful journey. Coming up next, we have Tanya's tips and I'm talking today about my vision board. We also have special guest D-Siren, aka The Love Siren, coming up in the third part. This is Tanya Tate, and you are listening to MILF's Making Money, where we build up your bank, get your loot higher and higher inside that bank. I do, I want to share with you my tips. Tanya's tips. You heard it right. It's my tips. Getting a vision board. Get yourself a vision board. Now, who has ever thought about getting a vision board? Who has took the action of getting a vision board? Whose vision board is on their to-do list? Who's not got a vision board? You're like, what's a vision board? So for me, I did make a vision board. And I have to say, I made it, oh my goodness, maybe six years ago. No, hold on. Yeah, seven years ago. I'd say seven years ago because I got a picture of a dog on it and my dog's six and a half. Coming up to seven. Oh my goodness, it might be eight years ago. See how the time flies so fast. We take it all for granted. Vision board is simply a board, however you want to make it. I had a big piece of old cardboard off something that we got in the mail. So my vision board is a big piece of cardboard off something that we got in the mail. I've turned it the other way around. I've got some tape on it and I've started collecting pictures. So vision board is really just something where you envisage yourself, something where you want to be, somewhere where you aspire. It's for you to focus on your goals and your aspirations. What do you want to have? What do you want to experience? Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? Now, I find this quite difficult, you know, the question, oh, you know, people say, oh, where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? For me, sometimes it's kind of difficult for me to try and be like, well, my plan is this year I'm going to be doing this and that year I'm going to be doing that. My brain doesn't work that focused. It does not. But I do know where I want to be and what I want to do. And I can see pictures of that in my mind. If you can hold it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand, right? We've all heard of that. You can get that vision board, start cutting out pictures. What I did, I actually found images using Google images, start searching. I I don't get magazines anymore, but remember you used to get magazines and catalogs all the time and you'd start doing, cutting pictures out of that. I actually got my pictures from Google and I would search. I Sometimes I just have something that come into my mind. I'd search for it, find that picture and I'd save it to the side. And when I was ready to do my vision board, I ended up just printing them all off. Now, if you want to print them off on paper, I took the time to print them on some actual photographic paper, just using the printer at home, worked out just fine. 
and some double-sided sticky tape got them all on so basically it's just a board it's something that you want to aspire to where do you want to be what do you want to see what do you want to experience so I found my vision board it was stuffed down the back of my dress and my chest of drawers in my bedroom pulled it out to the front and looked at some of the things on it and you look back and you think oh look at that and I'm looking at it I'm thinking now hold on a minute did I already know that that was going to happen and I'm thinking, I'm looking at the timeline, I'm like, no, I it couldn't have thought that that was going to happen. So some of the pictures on there, I'm looking at them, I see my dog on it, I see my cat on it, I see my baby on it, <laughs> I see finances on it, I see success on it. And I look at it and th- there's a whole lot more things on it. Some of the things I have to say, I've not done yet. I've got things on it. I've got the holiday at the Disney cruise. Well, I didn't do the Disney cruise, but I have done Disney World. Okay, so we've got a good check off on that one. That that was a good check. We've got a safari. Now, I didn't quite do the full safari, but I went to South Africa and I did see some big cats there. Not quite the safari, but, you know, it's still going to stay on there. So, So there are things on there and there are some business aspects of things as well. And I start looking at them and I think, well, actually, I've started to achieve some of them. And when you look at it, you think, am I ever going to achieve that at the time when I did it, like all those like eight years ago? Am I going to achieve this? Well, now it's eight years later and I know the way it works. You are going to achieve it. Whatever you put on your vision board, you are going to achieve it. You don't need to worry about how you're going to get there. You don't need to worry about, well, hold on, if I write that down, well, how am I going to get there? And what about the time period? And what about the finances? And well, what about the practicalities? Don't think about any of that. Do you want it? Do you want that to happen? Yes. Put it down on your vision board. I'm a believer of focusing on your goals and having that mindset in that that is what you want and that is what you want to aim towards and that is where you want to live and that's what you want your house to look like and this is what you want in your family and this is what you want in your bank and these are the places that you want to go and see put it all down. Just put it all down. Oh, I have got the meditation pictures on there. I love looking at those meditation pictures and the sleep, the dream and the, the big clouds when I'm dreaming. Those pictures are amazing. And I have to say, within the last 12 months specifically, I have done a lot of more meditating and a lot of more refocusing my mind into a more positive state of mind. And it works. It works once you start putting yourself in that positive state of mind. It works. And when you see things start happening, it works. Now, I have a terrible memory, but sometimes there's been days and I've thought, okay, this is my vision. This is what I'm going to do. And I've not necessarily put it down on the vision board, but it's my vision and it's what I want. And this is what I want to happen. And suddenly something happens and you go, hmm, didn't I just wish for that? didn't I just want that to happen? And it happens. And I'm like, oh, it works. It's really powerful. It is. It's a powerful tool. Your mind, you're focusing, you're putting it out there in the universe. Ask and it will happen. You just have to allow it to happen. I had a friend, we discussed, like I I have different chats with different friends, but I I have a friend and she was going on a trip um, or she was moving a lot of her stuff. And she said to me, she said, oh, 
I had these suitcases and she said, and I needed another two suitcases because it wasn't going to work out. A couple of hours later, she gets a text from a friend. I've got a couple of suitcases here if you want. Don't need them. She was like, yeah. So it's something as simple as that, just asking and thinking and focusing and suddenly things will start appearing. I am definitely a big believer in that. And your vision board, it is going to help you stay focused. It's help you going to stay positive. You're going to know what your goals are. So you're going to be getting yourself in that frame of mind. And you're going to know what you want to achieve because it's your vision. It's your dream. It's your goal. Do you want to meet someone? I, you, you know, I have a lot of people that say to me, it's my dream to meet you. It's my dream to talk to you. Well, you know what? The fact now that I've just read that and maybe I've responded back to it, that dream can happen. That simple of just asking. For me, it's, it, it is difficult to respond back to everyone. But the people that ask me in the right places, they will get that response back from me. And I do try and give back to people. I, I really do. I try and give what I can. I do have a big heart. And I have to say, the way that you treat people is the way that they are going to treat you back. So I do try and be kind to people. It's not that difficult, actually. Once you're happy with yourself inside, once you feel good inside, you can be good to other people. And if you're feeling like you're having a really crappy day inside and you're agitated, don't get me wrong, I have days like that as well. And I'm like, oh... Sometimes it's not worth really having big conversations with other people because I find when I'm that way, it's not always the most productive conversation. So I'll take a step back, I'll take a breath and I'll think about what are my goals, what are my visions, what are my aspirations to be kind to people and to enjoy life because after all, we're here to enjoy life Make the best out of every situation that you are in. Keep yourself focused. Know that you are moving in the right direction for you. Know that your goals will happen. Put it down. Get your vision board. Put it there. And every now and again, look at it. Maybe you're going to add to it. There are no hard and fast rules about a vision board. You can do what you want with it. Just occasionally look at it. Focus. Think about it. And you know what? those goals, those aspirations, those visions, they will start happening for you. And there's always something good in the situation that you're in now. I promise you that. This is Tanya Tate. And you are listening to MILF's Making Money, where I share my tips, my skills, my ideas. We have a discussion on the things I do and the things that you can do to help build your bank. Yes, let's get your finances in the direction that you want them to be. up in MILF's Making Money with Tanya Tate, we have a guest, D-Siren, aka The Love Siren, coming up in part three. Don't go away. Hello, 
So this is Tanya Tate and you are listening to MILF's Making Money podcast. And we have special guest, Dee Siren with us. She's going to be talking about mental health and staying well balanced. Dee is an expert in intimacy and sex wellness. And she's also known as the Love Siren. The D launched the lovesiren.com as an intimacy wellness site that offers sex wear consultation as well as intimacy coaching. Dee was nominated at the 2020 X Critic Awards for Special Recognition Award, X Mentors Column, and Mental Health Awareness. So Dee is also a certified sex educator by the American College of Sexologists. So hello, Dee, and welcome to Mills Making Money Podcast. Hello, how are you? We're doing good. I'm so great. I'm, I'm so happy to have you on here with us. Thank you. Yay. Always happy to talk to you. <laughs> so Dee, tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in the business? How did you kind of get started in it? I have been in the business since 2009. And um, so a long time. And I started, uh, well, I used to be a teacher. So I came from, you know, the very quote, vanilla world, um, normal world, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, the non-sex uh, world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Started out in webcam and really, I, well, I was a swinger. And so I started out on webcam, just kind of trying it out, see if I liked it and really kind of never turned back from there. Um, within six months, got into adult film and started my own company, built my own website with my husband and um, really never turned back from there. So just built up a huge catalog of my own content. I have like over 400 movies and been doing this for what, almost 12 years now. Yeah. So you're definitely very experienced in, you know, in your industry. You say you started your studios, Siren Triple X Studios, can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know, what type of content do you produce? You know, what what's it all about? What does it entail? You know, as a, a person that's running a, a studio, you know, what are the types of things that you have to do? Pretty much everything. Um, we're small business owners. So, you know, people look at from the outside into our industry and just see, you know, sex and <laughs> think that, oh, yeah. that'd be fun to do. And that's easy. But we are small business owners, so we do everything from the ground up. Recently, I had posted a picture about, you know, the sexiest part of porn is paperwork. (laughs) But it was kind of a it was kind of a big joke. But there's so much paperwork and so much um, things behind the scenes. But yeah, I do literally everything from taxes to paperwork to filing to computer work to editing directing producing you know figuring out who's talent making sure everyone's there on time coming up with ideas writing scripts we do produce uh like i would say it's more pro-am we do kind of more gonzo type of filming so it's not high production so, so we don't have a someone's lot. like hold on Gon- gonzo it's it sounds like it's from the muppets you know that's what, right when i first heard gonzo i was like what <laughs> right right does sound like a muppet i guess it's the term for more like not so set up um doesn't really have a script um more like going along the lines of what would just happen in normal everyday life like you just kind of it also is the idea of like the director kind of is 
part of the scene, talks during the scene. So my husband normally is the videographer and the photographer. So he, he kind of makes his presence known. He'll say some things, you know, here and there throughout the scene. And, and you know, it, a lot of the things we film, at least with me, he enjoys watching. That's kind of his kink. And so, you know, he'll kind of make his presence known because of that. So if it's filmed yeah. with me, you know, he'll, it'll be like a kind of a cuck scene where, you know, he's says he enjoys watching me have sex with other people. So it's uh, definitely one of those things where he puts himself in the scene. So yeah. that's kind of where that, that concept comes along the lines. And it was, uh, I guess, quoted as that word back in the day by I don't know, Evil Angel is where it started, but you know, that's that's what you do with your studio is 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 something that makes your studio a big seller. You know, that's a really big fetish within the market. So that's something that helps you stand out. You know, you know what you can sell to your fans, you know what your fans like, you know what you personally you know, as, as a woman, as, you know, a man get together and, and, you know, you are making that company and you know what sells and that's what you do. You, you make that content. You are a part of everything from the ground up, you know, like you said, everything that is involved in making that scene that somebody sees at the end, they go and log on to siren studios.com and they're going to log on. They're going to see something that's completely finished you are the person that is there with hands on absolutely everything that's doing it from the ground up, targeting your fans. Totally. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like there's, we don't have anyone else working for us, <laughs> um, which, you know, is something that we finally, I don't know, eventually maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll let go of some of that responsibility, but um, you know, cause it kind of gets to the point where it gets so big that you have to let some people take on mm -hmm. some of the responsibility, but it's super hard to do that because you lose the authenticity. And that's yeah. what we've always found with our, our studios that the second we put it in the, into the hands of someone else, then we lose the authenticity of what it is. And, and we're so real and we're so raw about who we are as people. And that's really what's made our studio grow. And our fans like us is because we're real. We also have a podcast as well um, on YouTube. It's Siren Sexy Secrets, it's my husband and I. And, you know, we're a real couple and we've gone through real things. And, and it's, we really have put our real lives out there of what, you know, has happened in our real lives. So it's one of those things that and we started this as a real couple. That's why we got into the business. And uh, it's really grown as that. And, you know, things change and we grow and we do different things. And, and that's where my intimacy and relationship coaching website has started. It really was in my mind before the pandemic, but because of the pandemic and because the restrictions on filming, uh, I really had the, it actually was an opportunity for me to really focus more on it. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, able to get my certification as a sex educator during that time and also really put more effort into building my website for the intimacy and relationship coaching and really focus more on that. It is something that is really in my background as a teacher. I, I also have a degree in psychology and a degree in sociology. So it is taking kind of what I already knew and really what my education is and, and coming full circle, um, at least in my mind on taking my education and putting it into my lifestyle and really becoming something that I feel like is important 
to society and to our industry, because I think it's super important to not only, you know, watch what we do, but to talk about it and educate others on how, what they're seeing and, you know, what is that exactly is going on in the videos that you're watching? Because if you don't communicate about those things, then you really don't know what's happening in those videos or, or how so, that's really affecting you. Yeah. With the pandemic came, you know, it was, you know, everybody had to change what we were doing, you know, the way that we worked, we all had to make changes, social distancing, the stay at home orders, you know, throughout the world, everyone's been affected by it in some way or another. So of course, that became the opportunity for you to, to start, you know, the love siren.com, which is, it's your website that you've got up and running where you are offering mentor to other people. So it, it is about their their health and their wellness. I love the quote that is on the front of it. Dear, I'm, I'm going to quote it. Begin your journey to a more positive and assuring intimate life. Let me be your guide. And, you know, that's what it is. You, you've got your background. You've got your teacher. You've got your psychology. You've got your sociology. You've got your also your certification, your certified sex educator from the American College of Sexologists. You know, and you've got all this with your teaching background. It kind of looks like it kind of, it fell right there. It was like your path that you were meant to be taking some time out from, you know, full-blown production to putting time aside to be like, you know, what do I really want to do? And what have I already been hoping to achieve and do? And that is help others and have some tools out there to help others. And it, you know what, it feels like it's come at the right time, you know, with the, the last, you know, however long it's been that we've been experienced COVID everyone is facing challenges right now. I agree, like totally. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where I realized, well, and, and personally, I, you know, I've been through some crazy trauma with, I was in a car accident. And during that time, I, it gave me a lot, of, a lot of time that I, I wasn't performing. You know, I really had a lot of thoughts in my head. What am I going to do? What, what, you know, path am I going to take? Cause at that time I was a lot behind the scenes and working with new talent. So I was already doing the mentoring thing. And so it, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, now that I'm better, where am I going to go with everything? And, and the fact that I was able to come back into the industry and really, you know, full-fledged, just go back into it and put myself back into it, make a name for myself again. Not that my name ever really went away, but it was just more like, okay, I'm back and be able to, you know, socialize again with everyone. It's remind, it's, it's, sorry, it's reminding people that, hey, I'm still here. And even though you did, exactly. you did take a short break, you know, right at the time that you had your car crash, you were actually nominated, you know, at the, the big award show for most outrageous sex scene. So, you know, you were up there getting nomination recognition from the industry, and then it's taken a step back. But then, you know, when the time is right and your body's right again, it's, it's coming back into the industry and, and given that reminder to everyone to say, hey, I am the siren and I am here and I am ready to be back in that spotlight again. You know, I'm here for you. Right. And it was it was more like, OK, I'm here, I, but there's a change. You know, obviously, I went from most outrageous sex scene, which is extreme <laughs> and I could do all kinds of extreme things with my body to being limited because of the accident, I, you know, had to find a, a, another way. I didn't want to give up my job. I didn't want to quit this, this industry because I love it. And this was kind of like, I feel like this is my passion and this is where my 
where I'm supposed to be. And this is my family. So it was like, how can I make this work still? And, you know, I felt like it came all full circle and it was supposed to happen this way. And, and I honestly feel like, you know, part of the reason I'm still here today is, is to really just find a way to help not just the industry in itself, but just people in general is to understand intimacy and to build their relationships, not only with their partners, but themselves. And, you know, intimacy is one of those things that you need to understand within yourself and to be intimate with yourself. You know, as a woman, I didn't understand intimacy with myself until I was in my thirties. It wasn't ever something that I truly really explored myself or really thought to myself or really even put my own energy into putting enough thought and physical or mental energy into me. I, I really pretty much put all my thoughts and everything into everyone else until you put, do that for yourself. You really can't grow. And yeah. it's just super important to understand that intimacy isn't just sex. It's just so much more. And I think we're disconnected, you know, as, as a, a society in general, you know, and even more so during the pandemic, because you can't be with other people. So it's super hard to be intimate with other people, but there's so much. Yeah. I mean, so much intimacy with just yourselves or like even, you know, you could be intimate even over a webcam. Like a virtual and, intimacy as well. You know, exactly. you might, you're not going to have that physical touching with the other person, but there's still, you know, you can use your eyes. You can talk to each other. Talk. Listen. Exactly. Um, communicate well, and it's, in it's, different you know, ways. I write a whole blog about it on my, on my website because there's so many different forms of intimacy. Um, there's experiential intimacy, you know, the fact that you and I are talking right now, that's an experience we've shared together. There's emotional intimacy, but you know, the fact that you have friends, that's an emotional intimacy, any kind of connection with someone else is an intimacy, you know, and, and I think that a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, every little thing that, you know, you may know the person down at the convenience store and you say hi to them on a daily basis. Well, you have an intimacy with them. You may not think it's an intimacy, but it is. Yeah, do you, I was just going to say, you really don't think that you think, you know, I go and I take my son and we go and pick up his lunch. And, you know, there's a lady, Mary Dean, and she's so lovely. And every time we go, Ozzy always plays a little game and he, you know, he, he hides behind his hands. And, <laughs> you know, you see these people and yeah, it's like building on those relationships and doing mm-hmm. something positive with someone else, even just saying hi to somebody else that could make their day, you know. Well, it's so important. You don't even realize how important that probably is to that person. And, and I think that people dismiss those, those intimate moments with others so, so much. And they don't realize that maybe that one person that you saw today that you were nice to, or you thanked, or you opened the door for, or you just acknowledged that you made a, you made a difference in their lives. Yeah. And every day, maybe that person that, you know, you and your son me see every day that you're who they look forward to seeing. And so, I mean, those are relationships and people think intimacy is just sex or just their marriage or their partner, but it's not, it's everyone. It's and I just think it's that. super important to realize that, you know, intimacy Yes, it's related to love, but love can be shared with so many different people. And it's not just your partner that you can love. It's so many others that you can love. And it's not just a a girl or a boy or, you know, it's just, it's just that people have limited themselves. And, and I do believe that, you know, it takes a village to raise a person because I think it should. 
I don't believe that one person is, is it for you? Like, I think that every, I think everybody needs a lot of people. And I think that we've, as a society, just limited ourselves on connections. And, and I think that's part of, part of what I teach to others is that they need to open their minds to other people more and to themselves. And I think a lot of that just comes from understanding you as a person and seeing past just a lot of blocks that, that I think society have just put upon us growing up. Do you, do you know, talking about blocks, it's like, you know, for you yourself, I, I, I like to be really positive. You know, a lot of people will listen to me on different platforms. You know, I've got the podcast, I've got, I'm on Sirius XM. I'm, you know, I do the YouTube and the Instagram live. And I like that people can come and, and it's, it's the exact same for you as well. They, they will come, they will listen, they will talk, they will interact because both of us, we have something in common in that we really believe in pushing positivity and, you know, I, I didn't realize this. I, I'll tell you, yeah, when I was younger, I was like a lot of a big naysayer. You know, I can't do that. I, I don't think I can do that. There's no such word as my mom used to say. There's no such word as can't. But you have to really understand that. And you have to feel inside yourself that you've got to start loving yourself. You've got to accept yourself. You've got to find something positive in everything. And then once you start working on yourself, the way that you feel inside, it, it interacts it, it makes you react to different people. So Mm -hmm. it it reflects on you as a person. So get yourself sorted inside. And once you feel comfortable inside, it's just like shining all around you. And the the way that you feel, those feelings will then be put on other people as well. So if you've got a, a, you know, a power of positivity around you, just the feeling of positivity. I think, you know, when I meet other people that are positive as well, I love the way we build each other up and, you know, you can get that energy flow going. And that's what I feel that we should all be doing is trying to get that. Yeah. And I, I really think that it just comes across like you immediately connect with those other people, you know, and, and I say, you know, I, I tell people eye contact is, you know, it's super, it's interesting because I, I'm actually a very introverted person at home, um, which I found a lot of people are in this industry and in the entertainment industry, a lot of people are pretty introverted at home, mm-hmm. but, um, and I have difficulty in large groups and things like that, giving eye contact to strangers, that type of thing. But, you know, honestly, when I meet someone on a more one-on-one basis, you know, just looking at them, looking in your eyes, you realize what kind of person you are. And, and I don't need a lot of conversation. I, you know, it's just more like, do you, can I look at you and you look back at me and, and it's like a, an instant, either it's an instant connection or it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just, a, like you said, it's just either a positive connection or it's not a positive connection. So uh, I just think people have, you know, have to really focus and it's super, it's super hard to focus on yourself. It's super hard to be really introspective and really look into who you are and not let all the external things around you just pull you down or really overwhelm you because there's just so much going on. You know, it's just so much information, so much is so much just going on around you, all the, you know, you're worried about everything around you and what's going to happen. And, and, you know, it can be just overwhelming, but honestly, you just have to turn it off. Like, I mean, technology is crazy and, you know, I only use social media for work. So I just really post stuff 
And I'm sure if anybody looked at my social media, they would just think I was addicted to porn. But <laughs> but honestly, I don't even I don't even watch it. I just post and and I just happen to be friends with everybody in porn. So well, that's like the way every, it is, isn't it? It's like 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 so exactly. So so. so so Dee, um, you mentioned that, you know, you started off um, after your, when you had your car accident, you started off, you know, being more of a mentor to, to some of the other talent, you know, and that was like one of the first steps into, you know, helping others. So I want to ask you, um, you know, what were the things that you were specifically doing to help the new talent? What kind of tools were you, were you giving to them? You know, what things were you doing to make it easier for them? Like I said, I started out in this really not knowing anything at all. Um, I, as a webcam model, you kind of just, at least back in the day when I started, webcam was really new. It was not easy to get into. Um, it was not like as simple as getting on your phone, scanning your, you know, your ID and typing in your information and you're done. Um, back then, you know, you had to fill out all your paperwork and you had to scan actual papers and (laughs) it took forever. But, um, it was, but when it came to the actual industry, you know, it was, I, you know, realized, and with any entertainment industry, it's all about connections and who, you know, um, so it was definitely one of those things that was really hard to figure out who was who and who do I talk to and where do I go and what do I do? And, and being from, I'm from Houston, Texas. So being outside of Los Angeles or even outside of Florida where the majority or even Las Vegas where the majority of the industry is located it was really difficult for me to find anybody in the industry that was actually here mm-hmm. and it still is there's not very many people in the industry in Houston it was you know that's one of the main things that I do is really tell people to really make sure you know who you're working with. Luckily, social media has helped that greatly. Yeah, um, and absolutely. people can, you know, contact each other and, and confirm that they're legit. I unfortunately found out the hard way um, by meeting up with people that were not legit um, and going through situations that were not fun to deal with or, you know, fake people and fake situations. And, you know, I didn't overreact to them because, you know, Unfortunately, you just deal with that garbage, but you know, it was one of those, it, it happens and there's so many scammers and there's so many fake people out there that I think it's super important that you make sure you're really talking to who you think you're talking to. So I do push a lot that we do have a union and there's a lot of resources available through that union, which is APAG. And they do have a lot of resources. They do also have a director verification uh, website site now that you can go into and make sure the company that you're working for is really the company that you're talking to. So you um, can go there also, you know, that you have the correct paperwork if you're making your own content, um, because that's the new wave is, you know, OnlyFans, of course, is the most popular platform out there, but there's lots of platforms available for you to make your own content. And, you know, I give a lot of advice on the different platforms available and that content is king from the get-go. I've always used, you know, filming for other people as a means to market myself. 
Yes. You know, a lot of people didn't do that. A lot of people always filmed for others and it's a great way to build up your name. But if you don't own the content, then you're just a contract worker. And so you'll always be filming for others and relying on one, you know, just really one way of making money, you know, one revenue stream. But, but what, you know, what people don't realize is that they're listening there now and they're like, well, what's wrong with that? What you don't realize is, is that when you shoot for another company, in our industry, in the adult industry, you only get paid a one-time fee. You you don't get any other any additional royalties. So by doing what you do was smart there. You you know you were shooting for other companies, using that to to get your name out there. But at the same time, shooting your own content. So when they will come back to you, the content that you own, you can keep making that money over and over again on it. Whether Forever. It's- Forever, <laughs> exactly. Whether it's on your personal mm-hmm. websites or whether it's content that you're putting up on OnlyFans or other various platforms that you say, you know, that you're there to help talk people through if they want to come and talk to you about it. You know, you can kind mm-hmm. of sit down with them and, and tell them, well, there's lots of different platforms, you know, different platforms work for different people. So, you know, right. you're there to make sure, you know, you're telling them, you know, are the is it legit? Is the person legit? I mean, even for me, like people will still come to me and you know, and even me and you, sometimes we're backwards and forwards, D, as well. And you'll ask me, have you ever heard of these? And I'm just like, oh, no. Or, oh, yeah, they're doing the rounds. Or, or you know, sometimes it's like mm-hmm. pretending to be, hey, I'm from like Playboy or I'm from a production company. And it, it really does happen. You know, and it's 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 so wonderful that, you know, you someone like you and also, you know, we have the union available that the tools are there to help people, you know, protect themselves, protect their, you know, their wellness and making sure that they're not getting scammed. They're not getting ripped off. You know, it's it's a it's a difficult industry to be in, you know, and people just think, oh, yeah, you're just going to have sex. But there's so many other things that involved in it, just going into an, going into a room and having sex with yourself or with somebody else or other numerous people in front of a camera. You know, that yeah. itself, it, it's, it has a lot of a different effects on people. And, you know, you've, you've got to go into it with your eyes open and then you need to, there's got to be somewhere for you that if you know you're having difficulties in whatever way shape or form that is surrounding this that you've got someone there that you've got someone that you can go and talk to that you've got someone that you think yeah there is somebody out there that can help me you know you don't want to be alone when you're going through struggles sure and i do you know i also definitely make sure to tell people that before you even make the decision to go into the industry understand that once you're on the internet, you're on the internet. Yeah. Like but you're, you're not, you're not going to hide. It's, it's not something Oh, I can, well, you know, because there's, there are even on webcam, there's, there's ways you can block a, a block a zip code or block this or block that, but come on. Yeah. And like, really, it's not going to work. It's just not. I mean, literally the second you put something out there, it's out there. So, uh, you know, don't, if you're going to make this choice, you're going to make this choice. And if you're going to do it, you know, understand that this is who you are going to be. You're literally taking on a second personality and that person, you can't just decide that you're done with it. You know, you can't just decide I'm done. I'm done with this personality and I'm just going to step back into my, you know, vanilla world and, and go back to being, I can't go back to being, you know, a kindergarten teacher. It's not something I can do. And I made that decision. You know, it was, it was, a it was one I 
spent a long time thinking about. And, and I gave up my career. I mean, it was something I said, okay, I'm done with this. I walked away from it. And I knew that was the decision I was making. So it was, it was definitely something I thought about. It was definitely something I decided on. And you can't just make it really lightly. So, you know, it as a young, I made this choice in my 30s. You know, I, I yep. can't imagine making it honestly really young because I think think it it is a lifelong decision. I mean, it is something that will affect you forever. Yeah. So it, it's something that you, that you really have to think about. Luckily, you know, in the industry, we have resources. I'm Pineapple Support is there now, which is our mental health support system. And I, I think they're great. I've done a lot of uh, work with them as well recently. I've done a few panels with them and I think they're a great resource and I think they're just growing. And I think yeah. the more people really participate in their program and the more resources we have available for, for people in the industry, the better, um, because there is a stigma. And unfortunately, there's not enough therapists out there that are clinical psychologists who have been trained well enough in really in sex education in yeah. general, because it's not required in a psychology degree or even a master's when you get your clinical psychology certification to take any hours in sex education, which is crazy because so many issues revolve around sexual trauma. So I, you know, the fact that they're not even trained is is just completely crazy, but yeah, it is one of those things where, again, that's why with my intimacy and relationship coaching, you know, a lot of that does revolve around that is that, you know, a lot of things that people do are unfortunately caused by trauma. And you have to you have to really delve into that part first before you can really open up to the rest of it. So, you know, it's one of those things that your mental health is just super important to deal with. And, you know, you have to be careful about the choices you make and are you making them for the right decision? And if you've already made them, then make sure that you're dealing with the mental health as well and making sure you're you're making you're making the right choices because of it. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk to then your other entrepreneurs, you, you mentioned, you know, trauma. Um, so, you know, what are the challenges that you are finding is contributing to the mental state? You know, what, what are they what are they coming across? What challenges are they presenting to you that you're able to work through with them? Most of the I mean, I work with with people who have issues, either a lot of issues that people are having are well, it depends on who you're talking about. If you're talking about, you know, people in the industry and relationships that way, a lot of times it's past trauma. People in our industry have had, unfortunately, sexual trauma. That's just something that is common in our industry. Right. Um, and, and that changes you as a person. And that will, and, but I believe that a lot of us in our industry become very, actually more survivors of sexual trauma rather than victims of sexual trauma, if that makes sense because we're pretty strong. <laughs> we're very strong people <laughs> rather Be, than so being able to way. being able to kind of like not deal with it but be able to move forward and not let every day that be a part of them like this happened to me but they're not going to let that get their day down. They're going to keep going and move it's, forward. It's it's almost like taking that trauma and taking control over it yeah. uh, rather than letting it control you yeah. and rather than letting it become um, something that you allow things to happen to you because of you instead take control of that trauma 
And a lot of times, because a lot of times um, with sexual trauma, you become over-sexualized and you become, I mean, it's just a fact that you become very, um, well, promiscuous. And so with that being the facts, uh, either you become promiscuous or you shy away from it. You don't want to have sex at all. It's one or the other. Um, so if you become, you know, if you're a more promiscuous person, then likely you're going to be more on the end of, you know, doing something like we do. Um, so the people that have experienced sexual trauma in our industry, then they are definitely more on the survivor end. And, you know, and I speak from personal experience because I, and I'm very open about that. It's just that, you know, to me, it's more of a survival instinct of saying, okay, you know what? No one else is going to control this part of me. Um, instead, I'll be in control of that part of me. So yeah. you've become just a very dominant person on that side of your, on that part of your life. Um, and, and it, so your control uh, become very controlling over that part of your life. Um, so, you know, it does make a difference on that um, when it comes to, you know, and, it, and it'll, it'll change your relationships. So it, it does, I don't know if it's in my, in my case, it, it was definitely more of like a split um, when it came to personality and that type of thing. So there's a lot of mental factors in there, but, um, when it comes to work, uh, and other intimate relationships, people just have differences. You know, there's so many different personalities involved. There's so many different types of people that need to deal with. And that's with any industry yeah. that deal with their relationships differently. Our industry, the whole thing is, is there's such a stigma on sexuality and in our industry, you have to be when, when it comes to relationship, you have to be open-minded about your sexuality because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so to, you can't put the restrictions that you have on your idea of a quote, normal relationship or quote, love interest on your partner, because it's just not going to work considering that you are working in the sex industry. I think it's it's difficult, you know, for other people, you know, we're sitting down and we we know what it's like to go into work and have sex. For us, that's pretty normal. But for most people, that is something that many people could never, ever comprehend. And, you know, just having a relationship whilst you're in the industry and having a relationship with people outside of the industry, whether it's you know, a, a love relationship with someone, a sexual relationship, you know, it's a partner, it's your family. Sometimes it's really difficult for other people to understand or accept or, it, you know, just to be like, oh, hey, that's cool. Because that's where the stigma does come from by people not understanding it from being ignorant from it, from not willing to support you and the choice that you make. And that is going to be a, a lot. It's going to put a lot of pressure on people. And it will affect you mentally. Yeah, yeah. I think it just, you know, it really comes from not understanding that not all physical actions have to, well, not all sexual actions have to do with emotion. And, and you know, I think, again, that's where I feel like there's some kind of like block because of societal norms that has put upon us that idea, and especially women, that all sexual actions are related to emotion. Um, and they're not, <laughs> mm. I mean, and, and that you should have some emotion connected to them because we're re literally taught that 
we're literally taught about, you know, most schools and most sexual education is taught about pregnancy and abstinence. That's it. That's all that's required by law. And some of it's not even like you can't even teach that, you know, in school. So, I mean, in the United States, our, we're so limited on edu- sexual education. So, I mean, it's just super. It, plus, in other times, you know, parents just don't talk about it at all. You yeah. just basically yeah. try to learn by what looking at your the relationship your parents have. But what are you going to get from that? Most of the time you have no clue what they're doing or, you know, what you see is like, OK, my parents are married, but I don't know what's happening. Well, I think that they do stuff, but maybe they don't. Oh, that's gross. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, no one wants to think like, about exactly their parents. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you don't really know what you're thinking in your head. You're just kind of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you just kind of go along with your friends, what they do. And, and nowadays it's all about what's on my phone, you know, and yeah. as I've said in other yeah. interviews is that you know, I think it's, I think it's important to start teaching sexual, sexual education, like super early. Like I think it's for my own kids. I taught them the second they have access to a cell phone, you know, we need to start having a conversation because if I'm not, if you have a cell phone for me, you're going to see something. If you have a cell phone from your friend and I haven't even given you one, you're going to see something. So you better know something about it. It's just extremely important. When my child is a little bit older you will be one of the people that I will be well you will be the actually you will be the person that I'm going to be coming to and saying (laughs) D as a teacher as a mother as a parent as someone who has been in the adult industry um I want to know like where do I start what do I do how do I explain it you know a lot of people just come on and you know trolling you online and everything and I find this quite difficult because they go to me what are you going to do what if your son sees and I'm like you know what it's none of your business and it's a really personal thing but I actually Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I ignored it is because I don't actually know the answer (laughs) in terms of yeah I I can't put myself there and think there is going to be a time there is and I'm going to have to sit down with him and it's it is it's like how am I going to do it how am I going to say it and I think he's going to be you know a well I I hope he's going to be a well-balanced child that he can sit down there and I can explain it in terms that are age appropriate and words that are appropriate for me to say and for him to have some kind of understanding and responsibility as well you know to to be able to deal with it but d you are the one i'm going to be coming to <laughs> okay i've got you <laughs> well, so I, have, I have a i have a, an adult son now and i have a 15 year old son now and so and an uh, adult daughters. So with that being the case, they have all gone through it. They have all gone through it. Well, I can say they're very well-rounded children, even though they've had some difficulties from others because it's never been difficulties from us. Um, It's been difficulties from other children and some parents, but not really. Um, It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people can be mean, but yeah. in the end, they are so confident in themselves and they're so, you know, pretty much their attitudes have always been like, you know what, this is my parents' job. They don't do anything illegal. They don't do yeah. anything wrong. They're in the entertainment business. It's just adult entertainment. And you're, and their attitude is when they were younger is I'm not an adult and neither are you. 
So why are you talking to me about this? <laughs> you yeah. know, my yeah. damn business. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, pretty much true. that's been the attitude is like, you know, what's your deal? Like, and really it's just back the hell off. Like, don't even talk to me about this. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, their attitude is like, that's my mom. What the hell's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, they're I, real I, different. Yeah. It's the other person that has the problem, you know, when it comes to that. It is. So, it, yeah, so it really does. I want to know, Dee, I want to know, Dee, what is something that you wish that someone had told you when you first started? You know, is it like one little tip to help keep yourself balanced? What would you like to have been told? Hmm. Honestly, I don't know. I've had a great experience. I don't know if there's anything I didn't I mean, I guess I would have liked to have known like how like more people and, and how to like contact people quicker or, you know, how to get in touch with people easier. Like, honestly, I probably just would have liked to have sped up time and like been able to have the resources that a lot of people have these days yeah. that I didn't have back then um, because it was harder for me to get email lists and get in contact with certain people, but I was pretty dang resourceful. <laughs> yeah. You were wishing you had more of a, like a support team, which is exactly what you're offering right now. Um, you and some of your other exactly. colleagues, a support team. So you don't. I wish I had me. <laughs> That's perfect. I wish I had me. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, yeah, not, nothing, nothing really. I mean, there's nothing like I, I didn't have, it was just, it was just, did, it would have been nice to have just more information yeah. so that I could, so I could have had an easier way to get into it and not felt like I was just a fish out of water. Yeah. So other than that though, I mean, I, I really, I met some great people. I had a great experience and I built, you know, lifelong friendships out of the whole thing. So, you know, and once I, I, once I was in the industry, you know, it was, it was my family and, yeah. and our industry is super supportive of each other and, Yes, and we're and we are a very intimate, you know, group of people. And honestly, it's it's been hard not being able to see everybody at conventions and we and different that. parties and things this year because we are so close to each other and we aren't a massive industry. So with us not being able to see each other, it's hard not to be able to do those things. Every industry it's, it's, it really is. It's like just more difficult, not being able to communicate in person to physically see that person, you know, with other businesses, you know, meeting up for conventions for, you know, just business in general, you, you know, going from place to place meetings, wherever it is, colleagues do meet in person and we've all missed it. It's that personal interaction, that physical skin in skin interaction. Exactly. Yeah, it would just be super great to be able to hang out with each other again. We will soon. <laughs> so hopefully we will soon, be. hopefully with these uh, vaccinations, we can all do that again. <laughs> Perfect. And I want to know, Dee, what is in your mental awareness toolbox? What are the tools that you have to keep yourself feeling balanced? I really do believe in routine and I haven't always been that way. I haven't, I'm not really good at it. Um, so I, I have to make myself that way, but I've learned that, you know, waking up in the morning and having a specific routine, I get up, I have my coffee, I read, I meditate. I've learned to really 
look inward and not, like I said, not let all these external things get to me, turn off the television. (laughs) I don't watch very much TV ever anymore. Kind of got rid of it, you know, turn off the social media, even though I do, I'm on social media all the time. Like I said, it's mainly work, but really kind of block the outside world quite a bit and really focus on more on myself and not all the other external crap that's going on. So it's like uh, blocking really, that blocking that outside noise, isn't it? It's like everything else is going on around you and you do have to go on, you know, social media for work. So you go on it, but it's it's switching it off. It's sitting down, it's having the routine, you need coffee. I love the meditation, you know, it's mm-hmm. that inward feeling, but it is, it's just blocking that noise, that external noise because people are all interacting, but it's all about you. Your life is yeah, all- and really just find find what makes you happy, you know, and and you know if you if there's something that really just doesn't make you happy, then don't be afraid to change it. Because love- if you're if you're just super unhappy, then you know some things you just have to change, and and change is not a bad thing, you know. You sometimes you just have to change things, and and they'll work out for the best. I like that. You you've just wrapped that up. Totally well, totally perfect for us, Dee. You know, keep keep moving forward, keep everything positive. And if you don't like something, change it. Stay happy change within it. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Find something new. Thank you so much, Dee. You have been absolutely amazing coming on to MILF's Making Money podcast. Dee Siren, where can everybody find you and follow you online? My, well, the best way is on Twitter, um, which is at Mrs. Siren. And my Instagram for now, if I can keep it, is official Desiren. We'll see how long that lasts. And then I am about to start on ePlay. So that will be ePlay.com slash Desiren. And I'll be doing live shows there. And I'm going to be doing some counseling sessions there. So that'll be fun. And then my intimacy and relationship coaching website is thelovesiren.com. My website is mrssiren.com and my OnlyFans is onlyfans.com slash mrssiren and my podcast, youtube.com slash siren sexy secrets. So, so many places. So if somebody does have any questions, you know where you can go and reach out to D Siren. She is there. She is a positive influence in our life. If you are having some issues that you want D to help you with intimacy, sexually, keeping your well your wellness, your mental wellness there. D is there to help you. You can get some coaching from D. And um, I absolutely love the influence that you have within the industry, D. And also me as a person, like you, you are very, I love your positivity and I love the things that you are doing. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out and coming on the MILFs Making Money podcast. Oh, I love you so much. Can't wait to actually see you again. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know. Big, we'll have a big, massive hug when we see each other. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. This is Tanya Tate, and you have been listening to Milf's Making Money. Is there something that you want to hear me talk about in the future? Is it a question that you want to ask? Is that a tip that you want me to share? Use the hashtag 
Ask Tanya Tate. That's hashtag Ask Tanya Tate. You can tweet me at Tanya Tate. You can post on my latest Instagram post at Tanya Tate, or you can leave a comment on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. And if you want to find out more about me, find out some of the places where you can get directly in touch with me, you can go to texttanyatate.com. On there, you can find all of my premium social media channels. Yes, indeed. This is Tanya Tate. I hope you are having a wonderful, positive week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. You've been listening to MILF's Making Money. Now get out there and go build your bank.